0: What's up, Goon Gang, it's Luke, with a quick reminder to like, follow, and share our content. We would really appreciate it if you guys can just recommend our show or you know, give it to a couple of friends. The more people we can get in circulation, the more people that listen to the show, the more fun we're gonna have, and the more people you're gonna have to talk to about our gaming and our gooning. You can see what you relate to, see how your friends relate, talk about our hottest takes, talk about Josh's coldest takes. I'm just kidding. Anyway, thanks very much, guys. We appreciate your time, and let's get on with the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gaming Goons podcast, episode 34. Today, rebounding off of last week, we talked about Call of Duty Zombies, the Golden Age. We gave a basic outline of all the maps, all the big features, how the game style evolved over the course of the first couple entries of the series. And now me, Luke, as well as my faithful co hosts Joey and Josh. Say what's up, guys. Howdy, partners. Yo are back again to talk more Zombies. And we're going to talk today about the gameplay. We're going to talk about how it feels to play Call of Duty Zombies, what differentiates it from other game modes in Call of Duty and other game franchises, and how do we feel about where that needs to go moving forward as opposed to where it's been in the past. So, Joey, start me off. What's your your general thought process when you think of the Zombies gameplay loop?
1: Well, first of all, I'm thinking are there decent weapons on the map and is there a spot for me to train for the most part for later round survivability but okay. also you know how intense are the easter eggs in each map do i get something from them do i not get something from them and just just overall you know storyline uh, how it's intertwined with the map and uh with different zombie types things to keep me going and keep them playing on the map basically
0: josh can you break down what training zombies entails
1: Yeah, basically what you
2: do is you find an area on the map that's relatively open. I mean, it doesn't have to be open, but you take all the zombies and you kind of run pathways through the zombies and around them. So they all kind of clump into one um, single horde so that you can mow them down for points or just to like keep them all in one area while someone else goes and does something else. So it's basically just to confine the zombies into one area.
0: Cool. And what round would you guys say is the typical or the the best opportune time to start training within a game?
1: Hmm. I would like say 50, around 20
2: right I would say around
1: 25 for me personally mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah, I'd, I'd say
0: around 25. Okay. yeah, each.
1: I would say the same because you kind of want to wait till they get a little bit higher health because you kind of want to shoot several shots through the zombies you don't want to mm-hmm. shoot like a whole round of just one zombie that's kind of why you want to group it up for ammo efficiency too yeah so i would i would wait personally a- at least past 20 uh 25 definitely would be best
0: yeah i think it's around
2: me- round 30 where the zombies health starts to get like really high so mm-hmm. pretty much all your weapons aren't gonna be Doing a lot of damage so until you hit around 25 you're going to be able to kill them with relative ease but you start yeah. to need the yeah. train in the higher rounds so that you can True. use your wonder weapon with like a single shot so that
0: you can conserve ammo right yeah i mean for me it kind of just depends on what guns i get if i'm rocking wall guns or if i don't have access to pack True. a punch yet you know i if i have a low damage high point gun that might mean I'm gonna train him so I can get that collateral damage. I get some extra points each time I fire a shot. That'll that'll help with my economy for the game. And you know, I can get a little more in terms of perks, in terms of setup done in the early rounds. That might help out a little bit at the sacrifice of a little time.
2: Right, right. So I would agree with that.
0: Aside from training, what's the other main gameplay styles that you guys can do that we can all do as zombies players? I believe there are two and i'm gonna go ahead and just one of them that i'm thinking of is camping and the other one that i'm thinking of is running gun which is just aimlessly running around the map <laughs> shooting which is probably the least efficient way to play zombies but it might be the most fun depending on if you're bored with you know the other two methods um josh you've done some camping before i know we've all been up on the Doris rail what Not are your sure. thoughts on camping versus training
2: um camping i i I think camping is better for getting to high rounds than training training takes a very very long time like if you take a map like revelations Mm -hmm. um and you use the Apothecary Servant and the thunder gun and you don't open the door to the left you can kind of train or you can camp in that uh little spot because there's only two barricades they come from so it, you, you go through a round in like five minutes, but if you were to train, it takes like 20 to 25 minutes mm-hmm. just because of the spawns. It's so, it just takes so long. So it kind of just depends on what you want to do. If you want to get a lot of points, train. If you want to skip through rounds, uh, just camp. It, it's pretty easy.
1: Yeah, I guess it also kind of depends on, you know, how many people you have in your group, because I would say training is definitely better when you're solo. But if you're in a bigger group, I'd say like three plus, three or four, you can definitely lock down sites. Hmm. Or areas, I guess you could say, not a site. It not Rainbow Six Siege or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think between yeah, I... those two, you know, each one has their purpose. A lot of times you'll see people won't do the same gameplay loop because they're imposing restrictions upon themselves. Like, there's a ton of challenges that I've seen online or I've even attempted myself. Anything ranging from the two box challenge where you hit the box twice and that's the only guns you're allowed to use for the game to the you know you're looking for the rainbow perk challenge where you're trying to get every perk in a specific order so it looks like a rainbow's in the bottom corner of your screen all the way to wall gun challenge or starting room challenge and those vary based on which game you're playing you know what gobble gums you're allowing yourself to use if you're in black ops 3 and and you know so all of that kind of loops itself back around to you can play zombies how you want to Josh, Joey, do either of you have a favorite challenge that you've completed or, like, done?
2: Yeah, my favorite challenge isn't... It's actually an established challenge, but it's not in one of the games we talked about. It's in Black Ops 4, and I wish they had this in earlier games. It's called Gauntlet, and every round, there's, like, a specific challenge you have to complete before the round is over, and if you don't complete it, you get a strike and three strikes, and then you're dead, Hmm. so... It, it, like, the first 10 rounds are the bronze, which are the easiest, then it's silver, okay. then gold, and it just gets progressively harder. And the first time you do it, you're probably not going to get through it, because you'll see the challenges first, and then the next time you'll be able to plan ahead, because now you know what to expect. So, it's it's a really fun dynamic. Um, it, It's probably the best thing about Black Ops 4 in general, but it's very fun, and I wish they included it in, like, Black Ops 3, because
1: it would have been per- just
0: perfect. Yeah, Joey, thoughts?
1: I guess a nice little mini challenge I like to do maybe in the uh, older maps mostly just to go around and activate the music. That's always like one of the top three things I try to do on every map in the beginning.
0: You want to break that down for us a little bit more? (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, so I guess on Kino, you can go around and shoot the meteorites. Uh, Sometimes they're teddy bears. It's it's always the best right when the map first would come out because you'd have to go around and find the actual objects. But after Mm -hmm. some time, people just go around and shoot them all. Like, one round, you're good to go. But the best part was always, like, trying to go out and find these objects. Yeah. Sometimes it would change. Like I said, it would be meteorites. Sometimes it would be teddy bears. I know there's maybe some other stuff. I don't really remember off the top of my head. But sometimes Mm. it changes.
2: I definitely like the fact that the community started to come up with uh, different challenges, like the rainbow perk, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Because people just started to get super creative. And I think that really started to happen around black ops 2 black ops 2 i'd say was when um the zombies community started to really grow and to start posting their own challenges and Mm -hmm. mini games and their own clips and i thought that was really cool
0: yeah Yeah. and you know that carries into you know how easter eggs play into the gameplay as you move further in you know josh you mentioned that is it called gauntlet in black ops 4 yeah yeah Uh, you mentioned gauntlet and that's an established kind of challenge mode Whereas, you know, the earlier games didn't have that. That is, you know, Treyarch responding to what the community wanted, what they was, what they was, what was well received by their audience and, you know, how things went dictated what was put into the next game.
2: Yeah, that's true. The community definitely said uh, a lot about that and wanting to have different game modes. Black Ops 4 also had like, I mean, going forward into Black Ops 3 and afterwards, um, the Treyarch really started to listen to community and add many like extra modes on top of like mm-hmm. the survival round-based gameplay, and everybody loved that. I can't. Did Black Ops Three have a have an extra a... game mode? I can't remember. Uh, I know there was Black Dead Ops, Ops Arcade
0: did. One and Two, I think, but I don't think they had. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had like a nightmare mode or anything like that.
2: I don't think so. I know Black yeah, Ops I Two recall. had turn. That
0: was yeah. pretty cool. I that think. was interesting. They it was had very underutilized 4v4. though.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it was only in.
0: I believe it was what, only Mass- in what buried.
2: Was, like, buried. I think transit. Had. Maybe yeah, transit and buried. It, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: But what was the one think, game like, over?
0: It was like a four v four. A four v four. Oh CDC oh oh! C D
2: C versus the.
0: Yes, I don't that's... what it's called. Was it brawl or oh, something? Shoot. Oh shoot.
1: No,
2: but I'll know exactly what it is when I hear it.
0: Hang on. give me. A but second. anyways,
2: that was a pretty cool dynamic. You could play with eight players, essentially, and kill zombies. And I think you could do that on town. So that... I remember having some fun with that. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. You know, having that... I just can't remember what it's called. Having those options really makes a difference in terms of replayability and replay factor. So it's... It's like I said earlier, it's so nice to have developers that you know, they, they kind of listen to who their audience is and kind of modify their next game to, you know, cater to those needs and wants. Because at the end of the day, they are entertainers and they are doing their best to entertain us. So it makes sense the developers would follow that gameplay style. So, OK, so we've kind of talked a little bit about challenges. Let's dive a little bit more into Easter eggs. Josh, how many Easter eggs have you completed?
1: Ooh
2: Jeez, Uh probably <laughs> I've completed all the Black Ops three ones more than three times each. Jeez, uh, Black Ops two, I've we got close to beating Buried. So fun fact, this is a funny story. Um, Joey will know a little bit about this, but when oh, I was boy. playing Buried, um, there I was playing the Easter Egg, and I was playing with some buddies of mine, and we were ta- we were on the very last step of the easter egg where you have to shoot the targets um all at the same time mm-hmm. if you know what i'm talking about you know but if you don't that's fine but anyways you have to shoot all the targets at once it takes a long time we were trying it for like two to three hours and we were like all right guys we're hungry we're gonna get something to eat someone trained the zombie so we had someone train the zombie i went to go make uh ramen noodles and oh I made man two, i made two bags of ramen noodles <laughs> and i was so excited to eat these ramen noodles and go back <laughs> to play buried Started to run up the stairs and I spilled all my ramen noodles on the stairs I was like oh shit my ramen noodles Sorry. oh that was, just,
1: that was just he like uh, he fell up the stairs with oh, the dude. bowl of noodles filled to the brim with chicken broth it was like, a, mixi- it was oh, no. like a
2: mixing a bowl
1: of ramen noodles a it was mixing? a huge oh bowl goodness. of ramen it went Anyways. all the way up the stairs and he was only at the bottom that's how much <laughs> liquid there was the whole house smelled like fake chicken for like two years after that the stairs are ruined playing buried and trying to do but (laughs) he's like oh no my wrong Everyone in the house ran over to the stairs bro (laughs) it's bad so i probably completed about
2: all of black ops 3s some of black ops 2s half of black ops 4s cold wars like i I mean infinity awards i did i i just love doing the easter eggs they're so much Mm -hmm. fun um they add a different challenge to it you can include those dynamic challenges that we talked about, like doing the Rainbow Perk two-box yeah. hit while doing the Easter mm-hmm. Egg, um, which makes it even more challenging. And I'll, I'll kind of explain what Easter Eggs are because they've over over the course of Zombies, they've been a little the terms been diluted. So at first, yeah. it used to be like little Easter Eggs that you could find in the map, such as what Joey was talking about, with shooting the teddy bear and you'd get like a song to play. It was like little things you'd find, but then. Probably starting in Black Ops One, Black Ops Two, um, there started to be what was known as the main quest Easter mm-hmm. egg, and that you'd have to find when the map first comes out. And then tutorials would be posted, and these e- big Easter eggs were the main quest and like the storyline progression of the map and of the game. So there was a story behind it if you wanted to go for it, but if not, you could still play that round base. Like you didn't, you weren't forced to play it, so it was technically still an Easter egg. Mm. but it's the main quest in a sense. So yeah, um, that's kind of what we're talking about when we say Easter egg. Yeah.
0: So Josh, that game mode you were referring to earlier about people playing against each other. I believe it's called grief.
2: Yeah, yep. that's, that's what, it what it is. Yep. 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 Cause you yeah. could down man, the other annoying. team mm-hmm. and you could like, Oh, that was, that was,
1: that was fun.
0: That was fun. Yeah. So Joey, how many Easter eggs have you completed?
1: Oh man. I'm not, I'm not the Easter egg wizard of the group here. <laughs> um, I played Moon Part One like so many times, but oddly enough, I never beat the second portion of it. Okay. Um, I did Ascension once. Oh man, I I wish I could have done Shangri La. I never did that. I don't know. I've done a couple of them. I don't really remember all of them. I'm trying to remember. Did Did Kino have one? Uh,
0: it was like a small Not one. Not a main. I don't think it did. Yeah. It was like a. It, it gave you like. Did he give? I know it gives you the annihilator in the. Black Ops Three Remaster, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I remember. I remember working on
2: a lot. That of That one's them. for Dereese, I think.
0: Oh, it's the, the giant. giant. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, that one's technically. That I, the main I remember main. doing Dereese.
0: But yeah, so there's. Uh, I've. I think the only like big one I've ever completed was and Dark, Um with you, Josh. That's, I after mean, that's all of our
2: one of the best Easter eggs, and, I think. Because
0: that's opinion. the thing is, like, I was never like good enough to do them on my own and there was so yeah. much memorization that you had to go through it was almost like you had to learn how to speed run the game just to get the easter egg done in a lot of these maps so that's true it, it's so impressive to see how many that you've completed josh because like there's only that one that i had to work my butt off just to get one of them done because i'm you know not i'm not a bad zombies player by any means but i'm also not fantastic so
2: yeah black ops 3 was it's definitely difficult.
0: It's really it, it hard. It definitely had the
2: best Easter eggs, and some of them were pretty difficult. Uh, Garad Crobies. I know we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, that the, was pretty the mech fight
0: against Nikolai, right? Yep, yep. That yeah. one was
2: super fun. I Black Ops Three, I just loved so much, so I played it so much. Um, mm-hmm. I have the most time into that one. I think I was like Prestige Master level 400 or something. I just, nah, you were higher than I just that. Loved playing it. Yeah, you're right. I that. It probably probably was. I think a you, lot were prestige, you were like
0: level 750 last time I last time we played, which was a couple years Kay. back.
2: Probably, I wouldn't you've, even doubt
0: it. But you, you've moved it's, it's just up so and good. up and up, man. So
2: one thing that Black Ops Three had that mm-hmm. really changed uh, the dynamic of gameplay is the double pack-a-punch. Yeah. So it, it was introduced in Black Ops Two, but not like to the full extent. Um, what it would normally be is that you pack a punch your gun one time that was it and then in black ops 2 you could pack a bunch of multiple times but it would just change your attachments so mm-hmm. that you could yep. um have whatever you want black ops 3 didn't have that because you could customize your own kit yes. and your own attachments on there which was super nice but then when you pack a punch your gun twice you get the elemental um upgrades which yes you, i think you got dead wire blast furnace um fireworks turned yes. yep and one other one, the Thundergun effect, whatever it was, but Deadwire um, and Blast Furnace were the best too because yes. you could train and just kill zombies mm-hmm. while doing that. You don't even need a wonder weapon, so that it was it, a, it really changed ammo, the dynamic right? of it. Uh, not necessarily. Or sorry,
0: infinity damage, infinite, not ammo. My bad.
2: It was infinite damage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So no matter what you did, if that if that Deadwire effect latched onto a zombie, it would kill it.
2: Right. Yeah. But it, it did. So, Deadwire had a fast recharge. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 15 seconds, but it wouldn't kill as many zombies. Blast Furnace had a longer recharge, like 30 to 40 seconds, but it killed more zombies. So, they're basically the same, just faster recharges, pros and cons. Yeah. Depending on your uh, game style.
0: Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Deadwire stops the zombies in their tracks and paralyzes them while it kills them. Whereas, Blast Furnace, they keep running at you. So, Blast Furnace is better if you're training and you're actively running away. But if you're camping and you need to stop the zombies in their tracks, Deadwire is a better option for you. I would agree with that.
2: I think Deadwire is my favorite overall. But,
0: I agree, um, yeah. That
2: that definitely changed how Pack-A-Punch worked going forward in the mm-hmm. uh, upcoming games.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you know, Black Ops 2, like you said, they incorporated double Pack-A-Punch, but all it did was give you a different attachment. And, you know, who wants to spend 2,500 points on potentially a worse attachment than what you have already?
1: Yeah, right. It's, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity,
0: but they capitalized on it once they got the feedback from Black Ops Two, and then you know they they corrected that in Black Ops Three, so it worked out very well. Uh, Josh, you mentioned the kit customization in Black Ops Three, and I think that is one of the best developments that they made in the entirety of the franchise. Being able to go think, from uh, being able to go from just you know you pick up the gun and that's it to you gradually level up the gun it feels more there, there's more progression in the sense of black ops 3 as opposed to two and one because you feel like you're actually getting stuff done you're checking boxes moving towards your prestige levels seem to matter more because you unlock gun customizations it's not you don't get it all up all up at once you unlock them the same way you do in multiplayer
2: yeah i would definitely agree with that um Zombies also had camos, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't super... Well, for Black Ops 3, at least. They weren't super uh, fully fletched out. They would be in Black Ops 4 and in uh, games like Cold War, but Black Ops 3 kind of started the camo grind for zombies as well. So I I appreciate that, but the custom... It was definitely really fun to use and to unlock the weapons. Everybody loved using the ELO sight because it just looked clean on the guns. It, but that was oh, you have to reach the highest level to get that. So like the best it was just sight. like kind of
0: those things you had to grind for. Non debatable. Oh my gosh! So one of the neat things about Black Ops Three in particular is that it kind of had some uh, some crossover between you know what you can unlock in zombies and what you can unlock in multiplayer because camos transferred. And one of the things it's- that was Important about that was, if you unlocked, um, you know, gold or diamond or in Josh's case, dark matter, you could put those on your guns in zombies, and that was kind of neat in my opinion. The animated camos added such a good flair. I loved, I loved having those on my guns, um, as opposed to you know, it just dresses it up a little bit more. Is it realistic? No. Does it need to be? No. It's a zombies mode. It's fine.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> There's dragons flying around with them. Yeah. And, and yeah. Alingrad does not need to be. Oh, yeah, I, honestly, one of the biggest changes to zombies in general, we, we talked about in a little episode, but in Black Ops 3, they introduced Gobble Gums, which mm-hmm. changed the gameplay completely. So, Luke, do you want to kind of explain what Gobble Gums are?
0: Yeah, so Gobble Gums are power-ups that come in... Uh, I believe one of three or no, there are four different conditions to activate a Gobblegum. Some activate upon a certain condition being fulfilled as in maybe you go down or maybe you die, you bleed out. Um, Some are activated and you only have a certain amount of time to use them after you eat the Gobblegum. Others you can activate on command, but only have a limited number of uses. And then I believe that's it. Actually, those are are the the three different ones. And then there's some other ones that are like uh, they're I believe they're called whimsicals, which aren't really anything mm-hmm. you get that is useful. It's more just to have fun while you're playing. My favorite one was um, I forget the name of it, but basically what it did was it put a color filter on all the zombies and it actually provided a bit of an mm. advantage because sometimes when it's dark, you know, if the zombie's not in light at all, you can't see it too well. So to have it like it's effectively spray painting them red. Think of a kill cam in Battlefield or in or in Call of Duty, like, you know multiplayer matches where it highlights the person that killed you it highlights all the zombies and you can you can you know see them a bit easier but my favorite
2: one was um the one where it's like antigrav where you kill them and they just oh yeah up into the
0: sky Mm -hmm. that was that that would be great for anyone who has ocd and doesn't like bodies all over the floor um (laughs) that's true but yeah, yeah so Gobblegums from that point on they fall into two classifications there are classics and then megas Megas are gobblegums that you have to obtain individual uses of from what is effectively a slot machine. But it's Dr. Monty's, Dr. Monty's um, Liquid Divinium Factory, I think is what it's called. And you gain yeah. Liquid Divinium by playing the game or by purchasing it outright with cash. And Liquid Divinium, can, you can get up to three per Zombies game, I believe. Um, uh, and then, they actually
2: changed that. You can get as they, many as you...
0: As oh, you thank want, God! But you
2: can only get them like a certain amount per round. Okay. Uh, so, like, I would go to like one- round 100 on Deriscent Jack, and I would have like 20 liquid diviniums or something like that. So, still not like a ton, but it was definitely you could just get as much as
1: you want if you keep playing. Yeah. So once yeah, you it obtain. Seems like a little bit of a diminishing return. Like I know you get a pretty pretty decent amount when you would start out, and then as the rounds yeah. go on, I think you kind of get less.
0: Yes. And yeah. so basically what would happen is after you play the game, you get your liquid divinium, you can take it to Dr. Monty's factory, and you can activate one, two, or three slots, and whatever rolls and RNG manipulates to get you in that slot, you will receive, and that will go to your collection of gobble gums. So for instance, if you get soda fountain which is a gobblegum that for every perk that you drink, you get one random perk added to your perk bar. You have, I believe, four activations of that when you uh, first swallow it. So you're the next four perks you buy, you get a free perk along with those. Um, that That is one-time use. So if you eat that gum, gobblegum out of the machine, then that will that will leave your out-of-game storage and you will have zero instead of one, and you will have to spin for another one as opposed to just being able to get it as many times as you want. Classics have infinite spawn abilities. There are some pretty good classic ones. Um, you know, Alchemical Antithesis is one that I like immediately think of because that swaps out you gaining points for regenerating ammo. And that's a very valuable thing once you get to higher rounds because if you're in a position where you don't really have you know, a means to get to new ammo or you have a gun from the box that you don't want to get rid of. If you have an alchemical, you can wait. Once you run out of ammo, you can pop it instead of having to rely on just max ammo drops for that. Yeah, that's one of
2: the best gobble guns to use to get it uh, to high rounds. Another one I like to use is in plain sight. That mm, one's really yes. good. Um, for earlier rounds, stock option is really good. So basically, you never have to reload. It just comes from your reserves. I don't like uh, stock option. cool i only like it for like a little bit um but not like too much there, there's one gobble gum where you do four times the damage and it's classic which is so that one's really good on low rounds. You, uh,
0: you're speaking of uh sword flay and that is a yep, it, it multiplies your melee damage by four which is really good if you have the bowie knife um, because i believe the bowie knife one hit kills up to round 12 and if you have sword flay active for the five minutes that it is you can one shot kill zombies up to like round 30 yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely pretty nice. It's it's a really nice thing, but you also have to be careful with these gobble gums because if you don't activate them on time or if you don't pay attention and you know your timer runs out and you go up to stab a zombie expecting it to die, it doesn't, you get trapped, and you're done.
2: So we talked a little bit about perks, not too much, but I want to hear about what your guys' favorite perks are. Yeah.
0: Joey, why don't you start us off?
1: Uh, I like Ph.D. Flopper and, of course, uh, Nuka-Cola, for sure.
0: Nuka-Cola. Nuke,
1: Nuka-Cola. What is that what it is or Juggernaut? Juggernaut. I was thinking I, I was, thinking, N- I was, I was thinking like Call that's Vegas here for a
2: second. Whoa, yeah, whoa, like, like, whoa, whoa, What whoa, game whoa. are we talking about? Whoa, whoa. Yeah.
1: What a whoa, crossover. Whoa. That would be. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I, I, I do have to say, I think Deathshot Daiquiri is one of the worst. And a, a nice mid-tier one is Double Tap.
0: Okay. Um, I'd like to make a distinction, Joey. Double tap 1 or 2.0?
1: I don't know the difference. Double tap oh, the, one one, with, the one with double bullets, double bullets. Double bullets is
0: 2.0. Double tap 1.0 simply adds to it's the rate garbage. of fire for whatever gun you have, making it one of the least effective perks in the face of the consigns. I,
1: I think you have it in reverse. I thought the first one double tap
0: double 2.0 doubles your damage output for each, and it also doubles your points. Oh, yeah, take. everybody
2: complained about the first one, so they were like, we got to change it. We so got to beef this it, up, it, yeah. It, double tap 2.0 just gives you double damage without i think it does increase the fire rate a little bit but it's not it does it's it's not as
0: it's not as uh large of an increase right Uh, so josh what are your favorite perks
2: um i would say one of my favorites is electric cherry um i love using that especially on lower rounds because it Kills up to like round fifteen or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, super fun to use. Yeah. Um. Widow's Wine, I really enjoy. I think it's just aesthetically really cool and a really unique perk. So what what so I'll explain it. Um. Go what Electric it. Cherry does is when you reload, you basically shoot out electric bolts around you, so it stuns zombies and kills zombies around you. Um. But you can't do it like in a limited time. It has a cooldown. Widow's Wine is whenever you get hit, it does kind of a similar thing as Electric Cherry. Um, but when you get hit, it does this webbing splash around you that freezes zombies around you so that, um, they can't hit you and you can like get out of the way. Um, so that one's really nice for training and I would say stamina up is definitely up there on my favorites because I just like being, I like the quick movement feel Mm -hmm. of zombies and I like being able to run around the map faster and not feel like bogged down and slow
0: yeah stamina up gives two benefits first you can sprint for an unlimited amount of distance and second it gives you a seven percent speed increase over the course of each sprint so that's a big difference when it comes to you know moving from point a to point b on the map someone with stamina up is going to save probably like 25 seconds over someone when you get to the bigger black ops three maps getting from one end of the map to the not- to the other I'm um, sure I think with my favorite perks, uh, it's going to be Widow's Wind from Black Ops 3. That is the only new perk Black Ops 3 introduced, um, which makes me sad. Which is because, crazy. Which makes me sad because it, it was such a beneficial perk. And I think if they would have kept going with new ideas, it would have been really good. Um, but tied with number one is also going to be Speed Cola. Basically, it's quick reload. It chops down the I'm amount lost. of time you have to spend. It's It's busted. But it's also not as advantageous as Jug. Because, you know, there are some points where it's like, hey, I've played this game long enough. If I get Jug, I'm good for around, I'm good till round 30. You know, maybe I want to challenge myself. I'll eliminate Jug. I'm not, I'm no Juggernaut challenge. I'll go in and I'll play. Speed Cola and Widow's Wine are the first two I get. You know, if I'm not in Black Ops 3, then Speed Cola is the first one I'll get. A quick revive if I'm playing solo, obviously. But, you know, th- that's those are kind of the big ones for me.
2: My favorite's actually Tombstone. I forgot. It.
0: Josh, no. It's so, the best perk. What do you mean? It's, okay, it's on, ironically, it. it's, it's actually perk.
2: fantastic in Cold War. They actually made it like fantastic.
0: Did they? Enix. Okay. But I, I didn't every, play I, too much in of Cold War. In above,
2: terrible. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Cold War. I love Cold. Anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me back it up a little bit here. Go ahead. How do you feel about Nocturne Totem when it came out originally with no perks? How do you think perks versus no perks? Like, how, how do you think things uh, came to change over the course of a few years? How, how do you even think they had the idea to make perks?
0: I think it was it, it was probably absurdly dull after you've played the, the game mode three or four times for, to play Nazi Zombies. Um, but you know, you add perks, you start expanding the gameplay. You give other options. You have more than just the box and two doors to open. It's not going to be so stagnant. And so that also adds an element of like you have things to achieve within the game. You can feel the setup process goes further than, hey, I upgraded from the Colt 1911 to the M14 off the wall. Now I'm ready to go. It is a, hey, this is going to be a 15 to 20 round process of I need to get. Both of my guns, I need one one out of the box, one off the wall. I need to get at least one gun, pack a punch, and I need at least four perks. That's my setup, and that takes that takes time because you need to accumulate points over the course of the rounds.
2: I think they were definitely trying to go for a more whimsical feel for zombies. You have all these zombie games coming out that are a little bit more darker than COD Zombies, and COD Zombies at the time was a little darker, but they wanted a, um, this whimsical feel to it with perks, wall buys mystery box power-ups all these like little things that are relatively not in other zombie games it kind of makes it stand out and from there they could stem out and add a story to that on why those power-ups are there Mm -hmm. who's helping you and because it's just so out there that there would need to be some sort of story so they kind of set that up while adding a unique feel to a zombies mode that was relatively new at the time
1: Yeah, I think it gave it like definitely more replayability for sure as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. We saw the you know the map size increase, weapons increased, wonder weapons, Easter eggs, perks, everything kind of increased with the next edition.
0: Yeah, it's also another neat thing is there's a big difference between the maps that have random perk spawn and the maps that have set perk locations. When that happens in you know in World at War maps where there's random perk spawn, you have to attack things differently. If there's a set route, a set place for Juggernaut, that's the first spot you're going to go to. That's just the way it's going to be. But if you don't know where Jug's going to pop up, your priority is to get the map open as quick as possible so you can have access to all the perks.
2: I think the only um, World at War map that had that was Sheena Numa? I believe so. And that was the first one.
0: I know Doris was random perk spawn on the giant remaster in Black Ops 3. Was it random perks spawn in the original
2: i don't know for sure i definitely know that the giant had random perks but i'm not sure about not sure about the original
0: okay one other map that has random perks spawn um that i'm a big fan of is shadows of evil shadows of evil has yep. and they also have this nice little hint system you don't have to just walk in blindly you get broken bottles in the at the on the outside of each district that allows you to determine, based off the color of the liquid in the bottle, which perk is in which location at that current spawn. Quick revive is always the same. You start in the starting room with it, but past that, you know, double taps and one's is is in the the floodlight district in one, or it's in oh, what's the other district called? The boxing one. Ah, six to one half dozen. The other not important. Um, but yeah, so you can get you can get completely. You can get you know, through so many different experiences on the same map just by adding random perk spawn. And it's such a little minute thing to do.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I I don't like, I like random perk spawns, but I like giving us that like little nudge that we know where to go. So it's technically Mm -hmm. not random to us because we can see it. Yes. We know what to expect. So Mm -hmm. it's, it it is random,
1: but it's not at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, that's kind of where Moon failed, I think, with Juggernog and um, Speed Cola, you'd have to teleport back to be able to get one or the other, and you didn't really yeah. know which one you'd get first. Mm, that's that's true. true. I forgot about that. So that that was kind of annoying, but that's like the one map that I really remember for kind of kind of randomized spawns. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember the other ones. Nuketown so. really did randomize Nuketown, spawns.
0: Nuketown <laughs> Zombies yeah, was, right, right. Y- you could go up to round 25 and not have Jug, and that is a bad map to not have Jug on. Yeah.
2: But it adds a really unique and dynamic playability style, replayability yeah. style, where you could you'd have to not have pack a punch or jug up until round twenty or twenty five, mm-hmm. and you have to rely on your actual skills because exactly. that's a close quarters map, and, there's and not, it's
0: and it's the old hit a system. That's hard map because Black Ops yeah, three yeah. Black Ops three you get two hits, and then on the third hit you go down. Black Ops two and one yes. and World at War if you get hit twice without juggernaut, you're done. That's it. Um, actually with... i think it's what's up i think
2: it's that you get two hits and then the third one you go down and then black ops 3 was you have three hits and then you go down maybe
0: it might be I one up, but i know it goes up to five when you have jug in black ops 3 and it goes up to four when you have jug in black ops 2 and 1
2: you you might be right you might be right
0: so okay we so we've 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 covered jug we've covered speed cola quick revive uh there's two different types of quick revive if you're playing solo. You're going to, it's going to cost you 500 points and you basically just get a second chance at life. It'll auto revive you. You get the Mustang and Sally's for about 10 seconds. You're back up and you got to deal with the situation with none of your perks. If you're in multiplayer, all it does is it makes you revive your teammates faster, which makes it one of the like worst perks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Nobody ever buys
0: that yeah so maybe
1: like to fill out a last perk on a crummy map or something like that that's about it
0: exactly past that there's a couple specialty perks that were introduced in black ops 2 over the course of their map releases in as we were so delighted to hear of earlier tombstone was introduced in the green run slash transit map uh that was the first it was the first released map in black ops 2 then in die rise we were introduced to the perk of who's who which effectively is uh, it's it's the worst perk in the history of Call of Duty Zombies because I remember that. it's a downgraded it's a quick revive. Of, um, it's yeah. basically it gives you afterlife like what you get in uh, Mob of the Dead, but instead of just being untouchable by zombies, you have the starting pistol, and you have to go and revive yourself. It, it it's just not good. So following that, Mob of the Dead introduced us to Electric Cherry, which we talked about already. And then the last perk that was introduced in Black Ops 2 was Vulture Raid in Buried, which basically gave you mm. kind of icons around the map as to where kind of locations were. And it also gave you the opportunity for zombies to drop little ammo buckets and little gold spawns that would give you more points.
2: I forgot about Vulture's aid. Was that only in Buried?
0: That was only in Buried. That was the only map it was ever was on, which is which map, is yeah, depressing man. because that, would, that was such a good perk to have. Especially for it new was. players, because you can be like, "Yeah, go to Speed Cola," and they're like, "Oh, Speed Cola is on my map. It's on my HUD. We can run that way." So, yeah,
2: that was a right, pretty right. cool perk. I like that. Actually, they might have added that into Cold War. I, I, I'm gonna check all the perks.
0: Yeah, go for it. They may have. But aside from that, you know, we've covered PhD Flopper, we've covered Deadshot Dackery and beyond that, you know, the perk system drastically changed in Black Ops Four. I'm not incredibly well-versed on that. Josh might be able to tell us a little bit more, but I don't know too much yeah. about that past. So, Josh, you want to give us a little bit of a breakdown of Black Ops 4 perks? Yeah,
2: Black Ops 4 had probably the worst perk system in any COD Zombies. What you'd have to do is you'd have to pick four perks before you played um, in, into the map. And oh, what it gross. would be is... like. So if you're playing with a certain set of characters, they had certain statues they have to go to. Okay. Um, so like the first the closest one to spawn would be like Zeus statue. the next one would be like um, Poseidon and then the third would be like Hercules, whatever it was okay. and it would there would be four machines throughout the map and the first one would be the first one, and the second one would be the second one. It's really hard to explain unless you've seen it. but essentially the first three, would just be the normal benefit. So if you had Quick Revive, it would heal people faster or you'd be able to res yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fourth one would cost the most. And it would be the furthest away from you, from where you spawn. And it would give you a bonus like benefit if you had all four perks active. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it, it was such a weird system. And even thinking about it and trying to explain it, I'm like... How, how are you even supposed to explain it? It is the weirdest, weirdest thing, and it sucks. It's the worst perk system I've ever seen in my life.
0: It sounds incredibly frustrating. <laughs> it is hard to explain. If, you, if you've ever played Black
2: Ops 4, first off, never play it again. Zombies <laughs> is not that great. The It had, like, good maps and Easter eggs, but the gameplay was just so... Ugh, it was just not good. It was wow. just not there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think one perk we didn't mention in the uh, prior ones was Mule Kick. That oh. that, that gave you the ability to get one extra gun. Yep. Yeah, but I the only. Um, yep. The only con to that is when you go down, you would lose that gun.
0: I, I kind of just blocked Mule Kick out of my mind and, and tried to forget about it. So th- <laughs> thanks for reminding me, Joey. I appreciate it.
1: Had to, had to. But that was that was a good one. <laughs> that was one of the better ones for sure. That's like a late, <sighs> late game kind of thing. It's maybe mid. It's. I, I would think say that's one of the it's perks.
0: not good no. in a host of scenarios. There's well, there's a few situations where having a third gun's great, but I don't know if you've had this problem, Josh. Whenever I would have a third gun, I'm like, okay, I'm out of my first gun. I got to go to my second gun, and then I switch, and it takes me to my third gun because there's a cycle, and I misread what this what the next gun was going to be, and now I have yeah. this really crappy gun I haven't pack a punched yet. And I'm shooting zombies and I go down because I pulled out the wrong gun and then I lose that gun anyway.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a risk. The problem, to
2: do it. The problem with Mule Kick in the early games is that you you need to ha- if you're playing by yourself, you need the core four perks, which are quick revive, jug, mm-hmm. speed, and, speed double tap. and double tap. If yeah, you don't right, have those, right. like there's you're gonna you're gonna die. Those are just kind of the four essentials that you need. Necessary. Maybe if yeah. you're playing with four people mule kicks all right but like if you go down you don't have that weapon and it's Mm -hmm. four thousand points to buy that person so expensive almost pack a punch a gun which is crazy mule kick started to get better throughout um the games i know in cold war if you upgraded to its max uh you'd keep the gun if you go down and i think that gun like did more damage Mm -hmm. or there are like special benefits to having it so mule kick was actually viable but um in the earlier games it just it doesn't Seem necessary for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think something they could have done was not just have like the one perk. Like, let's say you buy, let's say you buy Speed Cola. Yeah, I would say like challenges associated with it. So, like, let's say you reload like five thousand times, like something crazy. Maybe mm-hmm. you get like the perk pro version of it, where you know you get maybe something from it.
0: Kind of like how perks used I don't know to work in like call and but... like Modern Warfare Two multiplayer basically this yeah is like old you get Modern your Warfare pro
1: challenges yeah so it's like but uh, nothing overpowered though just something extra like maybe for jug you get like you get like one extra hit or something like that what that would actually be pretty cracked but just or, something or extra.
0: maybe faster regen time on the hits that you take something or, like that yeah they, okay. little, little bonus, they do little have that
2: number. they do have that in black ops 3 i know in revelations you could get um certain helmets that you could equip and you would have like an upgraded jug or an upgraded stamina. Hmm. So instead of getting hit like five times, you could get hit like eight times and wouldn't go down, but you'd have to go through these crazy challenges to get them, but it put you through something and you get a good reward for it. Also, I feel
0: like, I feel like at a certain point, like it's just too much of a crutch. Like if you're getting hit eight times, you deserve to go down. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So I feel like there, there needs to be a balance between, you know, what is incorporated and, and and the limit to the powers of the perks so I, I agree with joey i think that would be a cool mechanic to investigate but it would have to be something minuscule like you know maybe with speed cola it's every time you reload there's a five percent chance that the reload doesn't take any ammo out of your reserve so that helps you a little bit in terms of ammo reservation or yeah. with um you know maybe with stamina up it's a uh uh once every twenty-five times you activate a sprint, you move ten percent faster instead of seven. So it's yeah. like I would have; they would have to be RNG-based effects to to be a bonus effect on top of the standard perk. I think.
1: I would agree with that for sure. But also, I love feeling overpowered.
0: That's also fair. Being overpowered, yeah. Like you, is, you beat the
1: Easter eggs and get all the perks, it's pretty nice. That's for sure. Yeah, feels, that's why I love perkaholic. It's great
0: perkaholic is just the cheat code as well as most of the gig- as, mo- as well as most of the super rare megas um but there's literally one called round robin where you just end the current round yep it takes yep. all the fun out of it that's it <laughs> wow. and then there's uh raindrops which drops one of or no two of every single power up i believe because you get two activations um so you yeah. can get two bonfires sales um, you get two, uh, two double points, two insta kills, two nukes, to everything. So it's just, it's just way overpowered. That's all it is, and it's a get out of jail free card in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I think. I mean, there's there's still a lot more to cover. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, we talked about a lot.
0: We um, have. And now
2: I'm recapping.
0: And that just goes to show, you know, how much depth there is to the zombies game mode. You know, last week we spent over an hour talking about just the basics of the maps, how they were incorporated, what what you know developed over the course of you know four different games. Today we talked a lot more about the gameplay, how perks evolved, how the gameplay mechanics shifted as we moved through, you know, entries one, two, three, and four. You know, we still have, you know, weapons we can talk about. We can talk about the highs and lows about you know what the best and worst weapons are in each game. You know, I, I, some things that come to mind immediately is the the SMR in Black Ops 2, terrible gun, the oh. Black Ops or the Ops one. or the Springfield in World at War.
1: Whoa, whoa, Absolutely whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. What?
1: For the pre- for the price that it was, it's fine.
0: The iron sights were wrong.
1: I like the the Springfield is such a good weapon. It's a
0: video game, and the iron sights did line up to the shot. I know what
1: you mean. I hate how they took it out though. They put the Car 98 there later on, I believe.
0: It was bad.
1: In later games, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. So that that's pretty much i think that's a good stopping point you know we've discussed quite a bit about zombies these past two weeks you know we might do another zombie episode in the future but for right now this is going to be a wrap i think Uh, unless you guys have some closing thoughts we can get to those real quick
1: uh happy halloween
0: Uh, yeah recording this on halloween Halloween, so yeah spooky spooky season right here spooky season coming to a close stop it no stop josh no no Christmas. christmas is after november after thanksgiving <laughs> stop it uh, okay anyway thank think. you everyone this is right. this yeah. has been episode 34 of the gaming goons podcast i'm luke as always joined by joey and josh and unless joey and josh have anything else we'll see you guys next time
1: joey josh thoughts i do not Oh uh, the tarkov halloween event is out right now eso halloween event is out right now uh, I think Fallout 76 is doing an event. The- check check your game, see if there's an event going on. I think Killing Floor is doing one as well. Just, just log in, see if you get something special. It's always nice to have something in your inventory. So that's all I got. Elden
2: Ring game of the year. Stop yep, it,
1: Jeff. Yep, yep. All right, we'll anyway, get there. We'll see the... you
0: guys next time. Later, boys. See you.